This episode is brought to you by Audible. Go to audible.com slash coffee or text coffee to 500-500 to start your 30-day trial. Hey guys, we're back with Coffee Combos and I'm super happy today. I'm not mad about anything. How are you, Lindsay? I am great. I've had a crazy hectic week, but you know, it's Sunday and I feel refreshed. My house is clean and I'm happy. That makes one of us. That makes one whole of us. <laughs> What's going on, Kale? How have you been? You know, <laughs> I've been okay. Um, you know, my friend Wendy was visiting before and now, you know, People in my life just get really butthurt about things, and I don't understand why they feel like it applies to them. And so it's almost like if the shoe fits, um, then I guess slip that bitch on because I tweeted something earlier, (laughs) and someone in my life decided that it applied to them and then went on a whole Instagram live rant about it. But it's kind of just like, nobody said it was about you, dog. Oh, you know, well, you know, I think people just get so wrapped up in like being self-absorbed and think that everything is about them when really like chances are nothing is about them. So, right. Yeah. It's crazy because I just got back from basically like a life reset. I did this like little two day retreat and it was basically like business building for the company that I'm working with. But a lot of it was just like life skills and how to like cope with stuff and how to just live like your best life. And so I feel super refreshed and I actually haven't been on social media today. So good for you. Not even seen the tweet. First of all, let me just stop you right there because I told, um, I don't know if I told you, but last podcast, last time we recorded the podcast, I said how like Chris and I, did I tell you that Chris and I are like on okay terms? Like we're good? No. Okay. So we're like on good terms for like the past week. And I told him that I was just trying to live my life. And he told me that only hoes say that like when girls want to be hoes, like that's what they say. So I was like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that anymore. Oh, you're just trying to live your best life. That means like you're like in hoe mode? Yeah, basically. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe I'm not trying to live my best life. Okay, maybe we um, need to reel it in. <laughs> um, but aside from that, so you went on this retreat and I think you texted me about yoga or like meditation. So tell me about that. Oh, yeah. So I did this two-day retreat and I was super skeptical about doing it because I'm, you know how like structured my schedule is. And once I already have stuff, like I'll have stuff planned for like months in advance. And if it doesn't fit in my schedule, like I've told you before, if it's not in the daytime planner, it's not happening. So I was just (laughs) super stressed about taking like a day and a half to go and do this. But then part of me was saying, you know, you need to do this. This would be something good for you. It's like business building. It's getting to know people that you work with better. And really using the excuse that you don't have time is really just like a sorry excuse for not wanting to like get outside of your comfort zone. So I decided to just do it. And I was like, you know what? Fine, whatever. So I go and... I have zero expectations going into this. And I'm like, you know what? It's probably just going to be weird. 
but I'm not going to have any expectations and it'll be what it will be. So I get there and literally had like the best day and a half of probably the last six months. I felt like I mentally completely reset and just like learning how to, like, I know I'm super scheduled, but just learning how to be scheduled and go with the punches too. And just like coping skills with things that I'm not really good at. And I know I'm not good at them. Um, but yeah, it was just really good. And then I've never meditated before. Have you? Heck no. I don't think I, I didn't think it was a real thing for a long time. Cause it's like, how the hell do you talk yourself out of reality? Yeah. So I didn't think, I thought it was kind of quacky, right? Like I'm sitting there yeah. this whole time, like, and this is like on PowerPoint, you know, and it's like going through these slides and I'm like, uh, you know, this might be where this, this retreat takes a turn because now <laughs> we're getting into quack mode and right. I'm not quite sure about this. And then I was just like, but you know what? I'm already here and I'm mentally checked out of my life. So I might as well just go with this and see how it goes. And I'm so glad that I did because it's a real thing. And like, I felt so calm after doing it. It was like a lead meditation. So it wasn't like something that I did on my own, but I did disconnect from like the outside world and it, it was awesome. Like I would definitely recommend if you have not been to any type of like retreat or something like this, they have them all over everywhere. It's basically like life coaching, I guess definitely should go because I had a fantastic experience and yeah. And I feel like I I just sound better. Yeah. I mean, I've only heard like positivity from you for the past couple days. And even you were like, you need to do this meditation thing. So I think I'm going to have to try it. I just don't know. I guess until I experience it, I won't know if it's a real thing. Well, and I thought about you whenever I was there because the lady who led it was super, super nice and had been through like a lot of trials and tribulations like in her life. Mm -hmm. Like her mom set her on fire and yeah, like actually set her on fire as a child and- Her own mother? Yes. Like how crazy is that? And so she was just like telling basically her whole life story, not- not like a woe is me story or like she wanted somebody to feel bad for her, but she was just telling her story and how she got to where she is and how she didn't dwell on basically being dealt like a bad deck of cards and how she's just like completely overcome that and how she, like her goal is to help all of these people in life just like turn basically like a mental mind reset and yeah, it was really awesome. And I came home and told Will about some of this stuff. And he was like, Lindsay, I think you're taking things a little bit far. Like I'm starting to get concerned about you. Well, no, I think it's a good thing. I think whatever you learn there is obviously helping. So we should probably continue. Like you should continue to go to them. I should start. Our listeners should probably go. Yeah, like we might as well just have we one should host for our listeners. One. Right. I'm Wouldn't glad we're on the same cool page. To like, yeah, that would be so I need, First, I need to like do it and then like then we can host one yeah we should host one for like our listeners and fans or whatever that would be fun all right guys let's take a break to talk about our absolute favorite treat 
FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box for busy women to discover new brands and products for a life well-lived in fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness. It's delivered four times a year for just $49.99 a box. And there are also editor's boxes available for in-between seasons. Forget flowers. FabFitFun is all you need to make this Mother's Day magical. If not sure what to get for the woman who gave you everything, FabFitFun has you covered. FabFitFun is a gift that your mom is guaranteed to love. Basically, you're getting 12 gifts for the price of one. Get your mom goodies from a variety of categories, health, beauty, fitness, lifestyle, home, and more. Valued at over $200 for only $49.99. I just got my FabFitFun box and I loved it because there are full-size products in here, um, like the Kate Somerville exfoliate. The exfoliate. Yes. Yes. I love that one too. (laughs) I'm always shocked because FabFitFun always has full-size products, no samples of anything. It's honestly a fantastic value. Uh, Many products, individual value is more than what the entire box costs. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. Go use our code to get $10 off your first box. Use promo code COFFEE for $10 off the editor's box. That's $39.99 for over $200 in value. Go to fabfitfun.com to subscribe and use our code COFFEE. Again, try FabFitFun today. Go to fabfitfun.com to subscribe and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code COFFEE to get $10 off your first box. That's just $39.99 for products valued over $200. Again, go to fabfitfun.com and use our code COFFEE to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Okay, let's get back to the show. You know what? I felt like you today because I made a list of things that we could talk about today. Oh, you did? I did. I'm shocked, Kale. Like popular topics right now, which is Ronnie from Jersey Shore and his girlfriend. Uh, the Yodel Kid, I don't know his name, but he got a record deal. Um, Biz, Bill Cosby was found guilty. Um, Chris sent me a screenshot today of the description of our last podcast and made it clear that he's not dying to be on the podcast. Um, so I said, okay. Um, I don't know if you listen to Post Malone, but his new album dropped and he made he like broke a world record in streams on Spotify. I'm tired as fuck. And also, um, I'm filming a special for MTV. So those that's my list. Okay. Well, so let's start with number one, Ronnie and his girlfriend. So what have you heard and what can I fill you in on? So I think... Because you haven't been on social media. So what do you know? So I don't really know anything because I literally have not been on social media since Thursday and it's Sunday. Okay. So do you watch Jersey Shore? I watched Jersey Shore. I have not watched the new, whatever the new like remake is. Okay. So let me catch you up. Ronnie used to date Sam, as we all know. And now Ronnie is having a baby with somebody else. But according to Ronnie um, on Jersey Shore now, he's still in love with Sam, but he's having this baby and allegedly cheated on the baby mama while at the Jersey Shore. And now, as of today that I read, um, both Ronnie and his girlfriend are blasting each other on social media. Wow. Well, first so, off, I have several I have several thoughts about that. Okay. 
going into a situation with somebody that you dated and were on reality TV with for that long, and then probably there was a disconnect once they stopped filming Jersey Shore and kind of like went on about their own lives. And then to go back into it, it would kind of be like deja vu, I guess, in a sense. Like we're kind of like reliving what we used to have. So, I mean, maybe it was just like better circumstances and then like old feelings just resurfaced no, over but the time. The, Sammy's not on this one. Sammy's not on Jersey Shore. So then how did she get involved? Because... He, Ronnie and Snooki were talking and basically from episode one till now, he is still in love with Sam. Like he even admits that he's still in love with Sam, but oh, Sam's wow. not there because she's in a new relationship and didn't come on the reboot, the reboot of Jersey Shore. Oh, wow. So, so did she cheat on the person she's in a relationship? I guess she did. No, because she's not there. She's with oh. the boyfriend. She's with her boyfriend off the show. Oh. Ronnie just cheated on his girl, his pregnant girlfriend, allegedly, um, while there with some random at the club. And oh, he's like saying some he's random. still in love with Sam. Yeah. And also, yeah, okay, so I was confusing. So, yeah, two separate things. One, he's in love with Sam. But then also he cheated, allegedly, on his baby mom with the random from the club. Well, I knew their relationship was doomed from Jersey Shore whenever he made her cry over her big toe. Do you remember that? Oh, I must have missed that one. Where she was like crying (laughs) in the bedroom. (laughs) What? This is like way long time ago, like on original Jersey Shore or whatever. Um, Ronnie like made fun of Sam's big toe and she was like crying in the bedroom. And he was like, I don't understand why you're so upset. It's just a big toe. And she's like, but it's my toe. But like, what did he say about it? I think that just like she had an ugly big toe or something. And I just it think was all so big toes funny. are ugly. Like. <laughs> it's time to stop for a minute to talk about the awesomeness that is liquid IV. With my new exercise routine, I absolutely love using this stuff for my post-workout recovery. Liquid IV is a little flavored packet that you pour into your water. It tastes great, but what's cool is that it hydrates you two to three times more than just regular drinking water. Plus, it helps prevent cramping and fatigue and is made with totally clean ingredients. I use Liquid IV because it delivers hydration to the bloodstream faster and more efficiently than water alone, so you don't have to worry so much about whether you are drinking enough water, and it contains five essential vitamins, including more vitamin C than an orange, and it has as much potassium as a banana. It's great for moms. If your kids don't drink enough water, you can use Liquid IV so it tastes nicer and make sure that your kiddos are getting hydrated. I like to take it when I travel because you know you can just throw the packets in your bag and you can hydrate. And the fact that it's non-GMO, vegan, and free of dairy, soy, and gluten is awesome. It's totally a plus. I love Liquid IV, and I know that you will too. Right now, our listeners get 20% off liquidiv.com when you use our code COFFEE at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquid-iv.com and enter our promo code COFFEE to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquid-iv.com, promo code COFFEE. Don't wait. Get hydrated today. What's next? Um, so yeah, what is, who's the yodel, the little boy that yodels that used to yodel at Walmart? He has a record deal now. He went on Ellen and then now he has a record deal. 
Well, first off, I feel like so out of the loop with life. That's first off. Secondly, That's probably a good thing. Any person that, like, I've heard this Yodel boy thing, but I just don't get the, like, catch. Like, it's not something that, like, I'm into. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Like he performed at Coachella and stuff. Like I just, I'm not going to Coachella to listen to somebody yodel. Like I'm proud of you. I think it's great that you have a talent because I certainly don't have one. But also, well, I'm not even proud of you because I, I don't. don't even know I'm not interested. <laughs> I just am not interested in yodeling. Like, could you imagine me getting up on the stage and trying to yodel? Like, he's talented, but it's just not. I'm not going to yodel. And so I couldn't imagine you being around anyone who even knew somebody who yodeled. So (laughs) my family's from Texas. I'm sure there's some yodelers (laughs) there. I feel like it's like more of a Southern thing. Yeah. I I could be wrong. I've never met a yodeler. I I mean, either. And I'm from Georgia. So I think he is too. Well, I need to research this because this is highly concerning to me. The fact that there is a yodeler that went on Ellen and got a record deal. So, right, right, right. Anybody knows about it, then send us a message to um, at Coffee Convos Podcast Instagram and <laughs> give us the 411 because clearly neither of us know about it. Okay. The third thing on my list is Bill Cosby's guilty verdict. Shocker. I'm upset about it because not upset about the guilty verdict. I'm upset about the whole situation because I grew up watching the Cosby show. And after the seventh heaven thing happened, like, I don't think that I could handle another thing like this. Like I just, that already took a toll on me. So now the Cosby show, Bill Cosby, it's just heartbreaking. Well, it's pretty tragic to our childhood, right? To know that we were watching like and also, how about these women? Like, it's tragic to them, too. And, like, yeah, our childhood, these women, like, this is just all... And it's crazy how it all unfolds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to me, what's, like, the most disturbing part as, like, children, we're watching these shows and we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. But it's really relevant to, like, anybody's life, whether it be on TV or not, like you look at somebody and you don't know what's going on at home or like you don't know what they're going through. And Mm -hmm. for stuff like that to be happening on TV and for like networks or like nobody to know this stuff or possibly be covering this stuff up, it's just like absolutely sickening. Yeah, I agree. I can agree with that. Because it makes you wonder, I mean, what network What else is going on? Like, do you know what network they were on? I don't know where it started. I always watched, like, reruns as a kid. Yeah, and yeah I watched like, reruns now. too. It's just, yeah, because it's like, this is the stuff that you find out. What's the saying? There's a saying that you only see 10% of the iceberg. So this is what we find out. And this is relevant to not just Bill Cosby, but things in general. Like, you only see 10% of it. So imagine the things that you don't know or you don't see or that you don't find out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just like that. Um, remember that article that I sent you about that family that was like incestuous? Yeah. Like how did that go on for so long? Okay, this is a screenshot of the article Lindsay sent me um, of the cults, um, C-O-L-T-S, whose 38 family members lived in filth and produced mute and deformed children. 
So the, in 2012, the Australian police discovered a family of 38 living in squalid conditions in rural New South Wales. DNA tests revealed 11 of the children were inbred. The cult clan was found crammed into rundown caravans, sheds, and tents in the state's south in mid-2012. The children were malnourished and had physical deformities. And this week, almost six years after the shocking discovery, eight adult members of the cult family were arrested facing allegations that include incest and child sexual assault after years of investigators amassing evidence. Um, And basically, it shows pictures of, like, the tents and the sheds um, and just, like, the filth. Um, First off, I was so disturbed because for... They went into detail in the article and, you know, whatever, but for the sake of time, I was so disturbed the fact that the children's ages were so old to this, like, to just be a new discovery and for them to just be getting in trouble over something like this. And some of them in the article, it was talking about how some of them had exact DNA patterns and then they... um obviously like had children together. So then there was children that literally had such terrible deformities that they almost like weren't even human looking. Um, And how like disgusting and sad is it that there's stuff going on like that in the world and it's going on for so long. Nobody knows. Like nobody knows Mm -hmm. or people aren't doing anything about it. And it said like in the article as well that people around didn't even know that it was going on there. Like they knew of the family, but they didn't know of the stuff going on. And I don't know if they hid the children or people or whatever they called them that were so physically deformed. It didn't go into that type of detail, but it just makes me wonder, wouldn't you, like I'm pretty observant person. Like if I saw people walking down the road or saw them in town or whatever, if I saw like them, I feel like I would know that not that they were like incestuous, but I would know that something was going on. It says in this that um, authorities removed 12 illiterate and malnourished children from the camp, including five of matriarch Betty Colt's children and placed them into care. All but one were inbred. The children told officials of generations of alleged sexual abuse by adults on children between siblings and between children. And then it says, an official investigation into the family began after one of the children was overheard in the school playground saying one of their sisters was having a baby, but the family did not know which brother was the father. And the thing is, is it's so sad because your natural reaction is to say, oh, wow, that's so disgusting, but that's how they were raised, you know? They don't know any different. They don't know that, like, that's not normal that is their normal so you know it also makes you think and like opens your eyes to like children who are abused and you know regular families whatever they think that that's normal and it's not normal it makes me so sad to think that there's stuff like that I have a super healthy home life in my household and know everything that goes on Jackson is super open with me about everything, but it's sad to know that that's not the reality for most people. 
I just, it's really unfortunate. Like, so, so unfortunate. And I, when I saw that article, I was just like, there's no way that this is even possible because right. how can people's brains be wired like that to think that that's normal? I don't know. I mean, and just like I said, with the 10% of the iceberg, like this is only 10% of what we find out about. And apparently it's years and years and years after it's already too late. You know what I'm saying? So what else goes on that we don't know, we don't hear, we don't see, you know, there are people that we could probably help, but we, I guess we can't because we don't see them. You know what I, we don't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't help what you don't know. Right. So. Right. Exactly. It's just, it's crazy. And luckily I live in a community where I'm not going to say that like nothing goes on because I'm not going to be naive to think that, but I feel like the community that I live in is pretty much as normal as you get. Like I don't see a bunch of like crazy stuff going on at Target or, you know, the grocery store or shopping centers or whatever. Um, But there are some places that I imagine, I imagine where those people were probably was more like a deserted type place where people wouldn't be going there all the time that would see them. You know what I mean? It's just weird that if they're doing all that, why they would even send their kids to school. Well, I know that that is very weird. And then you're just raising them like completely against like everything that would be normal. Like they don't know how to read. They don't know how to write. The only thing they know how to do is just like be inbred. That's so weird. I just feel so, so, so bad for the children. Me too. Let's take a second to talk about the best way to listen to audiobooks, Audible. Audible is an incredible membership service that includes one free audiobook a month, exclusive sales, and 30% off of all regular priced audiobooks, and lets you listen to your books from any of your devices. I absolutely love this service, and the fact that I can listen to books when I'm at home cooking or just cleaning around the house or when I'm on the go taking Jackson to and from school, it's absolutely awesome. And I just started reading High Performance Habits, um, which is a book that I got from the business building retreat that I just left. And I chose this book because it's something that I was interested in. And it just basically teaches you how to become extraordinary. It is such a great book and Audible lets me just pick up where I left off. And if you don't like your audiobook, you can just exchange it, no questions asked, which is such a great feature. The books you choose on Audible are yours to keep and access whenever you want. And Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook in their store. And Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash coffee and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash coffee or text coffee to 500-500 to get started today. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash C-O-F-F-E-E or text coffee to 500-500 to get started. Anyhow, next on your list. Next on my list is... Um, Chris just wanted to let me know that he is not dying to be on the podcast. Okay, Chris, I'm sorry. So I wrote said- that description. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. um, he, he said that he, you know, he originally asked me to be on the podcast. 
He still hasn't been on the podcast because apparently we have a hard time following a th- following through with things. But he said he literally sent me a screenshot about two hours ago and said, "I'm not dying to be on the podcast." Okay, so you're willing to be on it, but you're not dying to be on it. So let's just clear that up. Okay. Well, first of all, Chris, if you're listening, um, I wrote that description and I wrote it kind of laughing whenever I was writing it. I was like, oh yeah, Chris is dying to be on our podcast. (laughs) Right. That's exactly the impression that I got. But I didn't really mean it. You know, like, oh my gosh, Chris is like busting open doors to like try to be on our podcast. I wasn't trying to be like that. we're not going to give him this much attention until he comes on the podcast. So moving on. Um, do you listen to Post Malone? I do. Okay. So I'm obsessed and he's basically my boyfriend. I think I told you this before because he tweeted me back once. And so essentially we're dating and I just want to be here to support my boyfriend <laughs> in a time of celebration. His, <laughs> I'm serious. You can't laugh. Okay. Like I'm a loyal... I'm a loyal ass bitch. Um, okay, so let me just read to you what it says on Spotify. I feel so bad for little Jamaica. Listen. Cheers to Post Malone. Beer bongs and Bentleys has broken the first day streaming record both globally and in the U.S. Globally, um, there were 78 million 744,748 streams. And in the U.S., there were over 47 million streams. So he broke records. And then that tweet also went viral. So I'm sure he got even more streams after that. So congrats to my boyfriend, Post Malone. Um, I'm so proud of you. And I will see you at your next show. Oh, my gosh. I hope Post Malone does not hear this podcast. Why? He'll be proud that I support him. Because he's going to follow a restraining order against you because <laughs> he's going to be afraid. <laughs> like I said, he tweeted me back, so we're basically dating. Poor Post Malone. Poor little Jamaica. I, I just have my work cut out for me this summer with you. I really do. <laughs> I know, but it's fine. Like, it's going to be fine. So um, let me tell you this story really quick before I forget. Okay. So we were sitting at Chick-fil-A and this was like on Tuesday night and mm-hmm. having dinner, just like being normal, you know, human beings. And Will comes to the table and ask me if I'm finished with my food and I'm clearly not. And... <laughs> I'm like, well, thinking, oh, do you want like half of my wrap or, you know, I'm thinking like, why is he asking me this? And I was like, oh, well, you can take the other half of this wrap or whatever. Well, no, that wasn't the whole point. He was basically trying to like break the ice to let me know that he was going to be flying to Texas and leaving at 4 a.m. Um, What? Yeah, that's what I said. Well, I said way more than that. But for starters, I said what? First of all, who tells somebody that takes care of their child 24-7, who tells somebody that they are going out of town less than 12 hours before they plan to depart? That's first. 
<laughs> Why do you have to be so proper about it before they plan to depart? Oh, I know. I mean, because I'm just mad. So I'm trying to like just blow the steam. <laughs> they Before they plan to depart. Next time someone comes to see me or next time I come to Atlanta, I'm going to say, hey, Lindsay, I plan to depart at 4 p.m. That'd be perfect. Actually, That w- I would love that. And <laughs> okay, so anyway. then, then he tells me that he's going to be gone for three days. Oh no, no, baby, no. And I'm like, okay, listen, buddy, I understand that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I kind of have like a schedule that I set. I also have a normal job as well as other projects that I have going on. So I basically have like three and a half jobs plus Jackson, which I would equate to another job. And yes, I have freedom to kind of come and go as I please in a sense, but at the same time, I also have a schedule. So you don't tell me less than 12 hours before you're going to be leaving somewhere that you're going to be gone for three days and you're going to be of literal no assistance whatsoever until you decide that your plane's going to land back in Atlanta. Like, mm, no, nah, don't think so. It doesn't work that way. So he goes off to Texas and I just did the only thing that I knew to do was just ignore him for three days and just take care of all my business <laughs> and my child. <laughs> Lindsay, Chrisley, listen to me right now. You cannot just ignore your husband for three days. Oh, I did, though. I know, but first of all, why did he know for days prior and then just told you 12 hours before he planned to depart? Or did he just book it and then told you immediately? Or like, what was, give me some background info. He didn't even book it, first off. Somebody else. But did he know about it? Oh, he knew about it for a month in advance. Like, hell no, no. (laughs) Will, we're going to call Will back on this podcast because I'm about to rip him a new one. Well, somebody needs to because clearly I haven't gotten to him enough for him to feel comfortable enough to like conceal that type of information for me until, I mean, this was at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday night and he had to leave at 4 a.m. So, no, like, it just doesn't work like that. I just don't understand, like, what could have possibly been going through his head to think. And then he started, to like, trying to pull out all the stops, you know, like a typical man. Like, oh, I told you. And then when I called him out and told him no that he didn't tell me, then he started backpedaling on that. And then it was just, like, going in a circle. And I was like, you know what? You're too much work for me. Actually, please do leave because now at this point you've really made me mad. So please do leave, and then I'm just not going to communicate with you for the next at least 72 hours. And I didn't. Right. Well, fair enough. I mean, maybe he maybe he needed that. Maybe you needed to ignore him to let him do what he has to do, and apparently he wasn't going to be able to help you anyway. So talking to him really was just... And now you know I'm scarred. Like, I will never be able to eat a wrap from Chick-fil-A. Like, that's not even my typical order that I get from there. And now... I definitely won't ever order it again because it just will bring back bad memories of a really bad Chick-fil-A experience. I mean, the Cobb salads are pretty good, so. Pretty good. I agree. I agree. Okay. So also, 
I have been shopping on Thrive Market and like, you know how crazy I am about like organic foods and blah, 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 whatever. So mm-hmm. I've been shopping on Thrive Market because they have a lot of brands and like products and stuff that they do, just don't have at like my regular grocery store. So you know also how I love cleaning and I love the smell of like bleach and just like pine saw. Yeah. Like everything that like smells good and like clean and fresh. I love it. So I've been shopping on Thrive Market and I have kind of been um, playing around with maybe becoming like a gluten-free household. And so on there, you can like shop by your dietary needs. So like you can just click gluten-free and it won't show you any other products other than products that are gluten-free. So it makes it super easy for a dummy like me. And so I kept getting all these messages on Instagram from people trying to like send me stuff that were like organic, like cleaning products and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something to it. You know, I do like the organic foods and try and like gluten-free. Maybe I should try non-toxic chemicals, but I've always been kind of against it because I'm like, if it's non-toxic, how can it really like clean it, you know? I just, I don't know because I love the smell of bleach and pine salt. Like those are my two favorite scents. So it'd be very hard for me to give those up. I know it is kind of hard, but like I I literally put pine salt in my toilets before I leave town. Which is so crazy. And we're going to get back to that because that is weird. It smells so good when I come home. But anyway, continue. Anyway, so I ordered these non-toxic chemicals and I thought, you know what, to try to like ease myself into using these, I'm just going to put them, I have like a cleaning caddy. So like all of my stuff is in one place and I just carry it from like bathroom to bathroom. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of incorporated those in to my regular stuff. And then I thought, okay, well, just like you said, it's going to be hard to give up those other products that you're so used to. But then... I just started using those and I actually like them better than the regular products. And then I don't feel bad because they're non-toxic. But why do you like them better? Do they smell good? Do they clean better? Like, do you just feel better about them? Like, tell me why. Well, they do smell good and I feel like, okay, so there's this one bathroom cleaner that I tried and I feel like it does clean better than any bathroom cleaner that I've ever tried and I forget what it's called, so... If anybody wants to know, then just send a message to Coffee Convos Podcast Instagram and I will take a picture of it and send it to you. But it's like a toilet bowl cleaner and I use it to like clean the bottom of my shower and stuff. And it cleaned better than anything that I've used on those surfaces before. But then also, I guess like the whole thing behind it, like I'll buy any groceries that are organic marked. So I think also that's like part of it too thinking like, oh, these are non-toxic. Huh. Well, I'm happy for you because I feel like that goes with your whole lifestyle. It is. I mean, it does. And I just feel so good, you know? You should try it. I probably won't ever... I I don't know that I will. I just... I don't think I could give up bleach and pine salt. Like, I love Clorox and I love pine salt. Why do you put pine salt in your toilets like when you leave? Because I think that... It makes the house smell good for when I come home. Like if I leave town and my house is clean, the floors are clean, the counters are clean, everything is clean, and then there's also pine salt in the toilets, 
you know, I come home and it still smells clean and it looks clean, you know? So it kind of like looks the part, smells the part. Right. So um, one of my friends taught me that trick and I'll never go back. Well, so I always, do you use Fabulosa in your house? I do. I do like Fabuloso, but I prefer Pine Sol. So I pour Fabulosa in my toilet. So maybe it's kind of like the same concept. And it's funny because Will always yells at me and he's like, you're just wasting all of that crap because the first flush, then you just flush it down and it's whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but if it's been sitting there for like two days and then you flush it, you get that one good flush and it like smells so clean. Exactly. But also we're going to get a lot of backlash for this because it's probably not good for us to do that. Why? Because of the water. What do you mean because of the water? We're not drinking the water out of the toilet. I don't know. I just feel like as we were having this conversation, like people are going to come at us for it. But um, that's fine. Oh, I just well, realized speaking just- of speaking of people coming for us for stuff, which is pretty often. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Basically. uh, On our last episode, I had talked about how personally I don't like to be dependent on um, medications or whatever for anxiety, which is like Mm -hmm. another reason why I decided to do that retreat and just like mental reset, whatever that I just like to find natural ways to cope. And I got this one message that like stuck out to me more than anything about how, you know, I shouldn't be preaching to people about how they shouldn't be taking medication. There's a lot of people out here that really needs it. And that person was one of the person people that needs it and blah, blah, blah. I am not preaching to you specifically. So I just want to clear that up. I'm not telling any particular person that they should not be on medication or they shouldn't be doing this or they shouldn't be doing that. When I'm talking, I talk about stuff that I apply to my personal life and the reasons why I do it. And if you choose to follow in suit, then that's your business. And if you choose not to, that's also your business. But I didn't ask you to hop on my Instagram and start blowing me up about how I shouldn't be doing this or how I shouldn't be doing that. There's a reason. Well, I just didn't take it that way. I didn't take it as you saying that people shouldn't do it. No, I wasn't. I wasn't saying like, oh, hey, you shouldn't be on medication or you shouldn't be doing this or whatever. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, hey, this is what I do to cope. And if I have a personal friend that's dealing with something and they feel like their medication's not working and they still have the same issues and they feel super dependent on that, then of course I'm going to say, hey, then you know, maybe you should go to counseling or maybe you should go, you know, talk to your doctor or whatever that may be to talk about how you can learn how to also incorporate things in your daily life that can help you cope with whatever problem that you may have. I'm not telling anybody to go off their medication. It's not my business if you're taking medication or I don't care if you're taking medication. That's your business. It's what you do in your life. This is what I do in mine. So just wanted to clear that up. Fair enough. Thank you for clarifying. Anyhow, tell me about um, tell me about Lincoln's track meet. Track meet. Okay, so 
four-year-olds running track is the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. I almost said the F word and I stopped myself. So he had a track meet today and all the kids do, um, it's like 50 meter, uh, sprint and they do shot put, they do long jump and then they do a relay, a relay. And he placed first in the 50 meter, the 50 meter race and also in long jump for his age. And then he placed second in the shot put. So I was super proud of him and he was so excited. He had so much freaking fun, Lindsay. Like who knew somebody could have so much fun running? Like I don't want to run. So like, I don't get it, but my son just had the time of his freaking life. But how did he get involved? So, you know, my kids do a lot of sports, but for, I don't remember who told me about, I think, oh, my friend, some of you guys know who she is, Quay. She is a track coach at the school that she teaches at. And she told me that they had it for four-year-olds. And I was like, no way, there's no way. So she sent me the link and sure enough, it's three and four, three years old and up. So I signed him up and he had a little track meet today and got a medal for his first place and everything. Oh my so gosh. He, um, yeah. Yeah. It was I the mean, cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. I know. He was so excited. He was pumped. And there was like, I think he ran, the 50 meter one was like six people ran it, six kids, I mean. And then um, the long jump he got, which he was so proud of. And I have to give credit to Javi on that one because I was trying to teach Lincoln long jump and I just, I sucked at teaching him that. So Javi taught him the long jump and then he did place first for his age. So I was super proud. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. He's so precious. I know. I can't believe like how big they're growing. Speaking of like milestones and stuff, I thought about like how I freaked out whenever Jackson was getting teeth. First off, he got teeth so late and I thought, oh my gosh, I need to go and like have him x-ray to make sure he actually has teeth that are like under the gums (laughs) because it took him forever. Like he was over a year old. And then it's like, you know, they start crawling and then you wonder, you know, are they going to like fall back and hit something? And they start walking and you wonder, you know, like, oh my gosh, they're going to like fall and then bust the teeth out that he finally got. And then... Now it's riding a bike and I just, I can't remember learning how to ride a bike. Like I know how to ride a bike and I don't, like I rode a bike as a kid and I rode bikes a lot when I was a kid, but I can't remember like actually learning how to do it. But whoever taught me to ride a bike must've been really patient because it is absolutely terrifying teaching somebody how to ride a bike. I... 100% know where you're coming from. And first of all, learning how to ride a bike for myself was traumatic. And so I didn't want the same thing to happen to my kids. But the video you sent me of Jackson riding his bike was pretty impressive and super cute. Well, first off, outside of riding a bike, Jackson believes he has a YouTube channel. Right, which is kind of cute. I make him do these little like... 12 second videos or whatever. And it'll be like, Hey, welcome to my YouTube channel. Like today I'm doing whatever. And then he actually thinks that he's like filming for a YouTube channel, which never goes to YouTube. It's just, you know, whatever it's on my phone. And maybe I'll put him on a YouTube at some point. I have no idea. I'm kind of like between that stage of 
you know, people would actually watch his YouTube channel because he's a funny little kid. But also, on the other hand, I want him to be normal and not tell people that he has a YouTube channel, just be like a normal kid at school. So I'm kind of in between that, but he wants to do a YouTube so bad. And I'm just like, maybe I should give in. And I know that you have a YouTube channel with all of your kids. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I know it's a lot of work too. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm conflicted. Um, I think try it. Like, I know there's like a bunch of ways that you could spin it. Like it could be like thing like fun things that are like more like kid friendly. It doesn't have to be like I don't know. Like some people say like, oh, teen mom exploits like the children and stuff like that. Like it doesn't have to be like that. You can make it super positive, like learning experiences, things for other moms, crafts that y'all do. Um you could even like sh- like I don't know. I was thinking like something with the the organic stuff, like a mom and son thing. That might be cool. Well, so I was thinking if I'm going to let him do it, that I should probably start it over the summer because we'll have more time, you know, during the summer to at least like get it started. And Mm -hmm. he's interested in like watching the toy reviews and, you know, whatever, but I want to do it kind of more about our daily life and like how we live and how he learns things and Maybe like how he's learning how to ride a bike, like that might resonate with somebody else who's learning how to ride a bike or maybe somebody who's scared to ride a bike that they might watch the video and be like, oh, if he can do it, you know, I can do it too. So um, yeah, I think we're probably going to do it over summer. I just haven't made like an actual decision if we're going to do it because I'm just... I'm so protective too, you know, like I don't want him to be like on YouTube where everybody can watch him, but I guess they could also go to USA Network and find like every rerun. So, you know, kind of is what it is. Yeah. If I hear that saying one more time this week, I'm going to uh, just wear earplugs throughout the day. (laughs) What saying? It is what it is. It is. I mean, it's just, I know, but I'm tired of hearing that exact phrase from everybody in my life. Um, but yeah. So, anyway, it's been a so, rough week and it's only Sunday. I know. I know. Like And then, okay, so the thing about the bike. So, we go to this park and it's a super cute like little park and there's lots of like older people there. So, Jackson also feels like he is an attraction in a sense, because all these old people are sitting around this little track, like on these little benches, watching Jackson ride the bike. And of course he's like, oh, I can press this button on my bike and it's going to go into like super mode. So that's not even real. It's like in his imagination, but like whatever. And he starts going super fast and like, it looks like the pedals are going to fall off the bike. And then the training wheels get all like witch aways. And now he's like going into the grass and I'm trying to like hold the bike on one side. And then Will's like screaming at him and he's like, oh, with a mom like that, you're never going to get to do anything because she's going to make sure that you don't fall and you don't do this. And I'm like, well, what's the point in him falling and like scraping up? his entire face and his kneecaps. Like I'm trying to prevent all of that. And Will's just like, Oh, let it happen. Cause it'll teach him how to ride a bike. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it won't, but it's whatever. So that was my traumatic eventful Sunday morning. 
Well, Will doesn't have a really, he doesn't have a say because he likes to dip off for three days without telling you in advance. So, well, exactly. So, you know what? Until he redeems himself for an entire 12 months, then his say doesn't even matter at this point. Right. Exactly. We'll have this conversation again next year um, <laughs> at the end of April. And then, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I don't really care to revisit this conversation until then. Actually, speaking of, the reason my house is so quiet right now is because I made frickin' frack go and get something to eat while... Frickin' was, frack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to podcast because I was like, you know what? I really enjoy podcasting, enjoy being able to feel like I'm talking to all of these people and like have a conversation with you. And I like to do that in peace so i'm like you know what give me five minutes y'all just give me five minutes and don't talk to me for that amount of time but really when i say five minutes i mean two hours (laughs) freaking frack does will have an instagram i'm about to follow him will doesn't have an instagram but he probably does like he tells me well he he should have an instagram make one and it should be at father of frack freaking frack (laughs) father of frack we should we should make will up an instagram we're gonna make a parody account yeah we should of frack but he always knows what's going on on there which makes me think that he has like a fake one and i'm gonna find it like i'll find that's called a finsta i learned a couple weeks ago that a fake instagram is a finsta okay well will's operating off a finsta y'all so if anybody finds it let me know let us know let me know because I'm going to bust him. I'm going to bust him because I am so tired of him telling me what's going on Instagram and then I don't even know what's going on. So, and I have a legitimate account. So, right. you know what? I'm sick of him operating off of Finsta. I'm sick of him telling me that he's going out of town for <laughs> 72 hours. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've, I've just, I've had enough of it. You know what I mean? Jellybean? I hear you loud and, yep, loud and clear. Well... Y'all, it has been an amazing night with everybody. Kale, I've really enjoyed my conversation. I've enjoyed feeling better about myself because, you know, I was ditched for an entire week. <laughs> and right, but you know what? You have a whole hour after this to just chill out. You're right, I do. Bath. And and that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna actually blow dry my hair. So okay. um I appreciate everybody who has been tuning in to Coffee Combos. Um, we appreciate the feedback, appreciate all of the followers on our Instagram account. Um, if you guys have not followed it, that's where we post um, when episodes are released and um, information in regards to sponsors um, on our podcast. So if you guys want to find it, it's at Coffee Combos Podcast. Um, make sure that you leave a five-star review on iTunes if you feel inclined to do so. And also any type of written review um, is great. We love to hear the feedback and that's it. Thanks guys. Have a good week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.